are doing a little better job of being a good neighbor than our friend, uh, the paper airplane thrower. Uh, I, I don't know what she's doing. Um, uh, my name's John. If we hadn't had a chance to meet yet, uh, uh, just saying hey. Uh, would love to say hey to you. Um, I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, man, it's such a privilege to be up here. Uh, one, a friend of mine said, uh, he came up to me today and he said, hey, uh, ha- have you enjoyed vacation? I said... First off, that's hurtful. Um, I said, I ain't been on vacation, man. I ain't got time for that. I've been working. He's like, I ain't seen you on stage. I said, you don't need to see me on stage. I've been working. I'm I'm grateful we got a teaching team that can kill it like they've been the last three weeks, right? I mean, Alan and then Jerrica and then Reed. Were you here last week? If you missed last week, you missed last week, right? Like the students, like we were talking about being a good neighbor to, to, to our schools, and so the students took over, and they took us to church, right? They brought the fire. I'm so proud of them. Thank you, Noah, for the one student in the building. Uh, so, I, uh, man, it, it is good to be back up here. I do miss uh, just being up here and doing, the, doing a little bit of something, doing a little talking. Uh, we're in this series, Good Neighbor. Um, it's our week three just talking about what it means to be a good neighbor, right? Uh, more than that, be a good neighbor, but to be a God neighbor. Um, I love the series because it's at the heart for me, at the heart of Jesus' teachings. You know, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and love the neighbor as yourself. That's the core of all we do. So, man, let's love our neighbor well, right? Um, Lori said, just keep preaching the same message until everybody is actually a good neighbor, right? So, <laughs> I mean, that'd, be a, that'd, be, that'd take a lot of workload off me. Like, I'll just keep saying the same thing until we get this, until we're a good neighbor, right, to, to everybody. Like, to everybody. Like, like, like to a good neighbor uh, to literally our neighbor next door, uh, a good neighbor to our neighbors around the world, a good neighbor to uh, the person that you sit across from at work, a good neighbor to the student that you maybe, like, sort of sit near at lunch but don't really want to sit with, to, to be a good neighbor to local businesses, to, to, like, just to be a good neighbor. Jesus challenges, hey, be a good neighbor. Love your neighbor. Love Love your neighbor. And not only does he tell us to be a good neighbor, he actually became a good neighbor, right? Like he himself, like he, he became flesh and blood and he moved in to the neighborhood. That's John 1, 14, right? That he moved into the neighborhood. That's kind of wackadoodle, right? Can you think of Jesus as your next door neighbor? Like, what, like, like Jesus knocking on the door saying, y'all got any sugar? You're like... <laughs> You got some eggs? I ran out of eggs. Like, like what, what kind of neighbor would Jesus be, you know? Is he, would he be, like, peeking through the blinds, like, watching? I'm watching you. You know? <laughs> I know, like, some of, y'all, some of y'all have that neighbor, and some of you, you are that neighbor, right? Stop doing that. That's weird. Stop watching. Go say hi, right? Like, Jesus, he moved into the neighborhood. He didn't just, like, you know, remote control us from some heavenly realm. He moved into the neighborhood to show us how to be a good neighbor, to show us how to be a God neighbor, to, to show us how to love, to sacrifice, to, to be inconvenienced. That's a hard one. You know, just keeping it real. Like, he, he showed us how to, how to, how to teach us to, 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 to really invite all people to the table of grace and the table of forgiveness and the table of redemption and the table of restoration. This is what he teaches us when he put on flesh and blood and became our neighbor. And so this is what we're talking about for a while, and we'll talk about it for a couple more weeks. And, and I just want to say, how how you doing at being a good neighbor? I don't know. None of y'all are my neighbor. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, we've, been, we've been in our home for about, I don't know, nine months, right? R- roughly around nine months now in Cleves. And, and uh, we're starting to get to know our neighbors. And, and we're, you know, we're on that path of like, man, I think some doors are opening. It's going to be a good thing. And, and, uh, and so uh, on our right, your left, um, is Mark and Jen. And they're awesome, and they're real friendly, and you know, they got you know all these kids, and one just went off to college, and and across the street is Jamie and Libby, and they got a cool side yard that they said like just you know your kids can play there, and that's cool. And so Noah goes over and he like hits golf balls and leaves lots of divots, and that's real nice neighborly. And uh, well done. And uh, but then to our our left, 
Um, there's another neighbor. Listen, y'all. Listen, I, I'm trying real hard to be a good neighbor. <laughs> Anybody got that neighbor? You know, like, like a neighbor that's very particular. You know, like a particular neighbor. Like, like they got to mow just the right way. You know, like, 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 and the lines got to be just so, and they got to be just right, and, like, they got to, like, you do know that, like, grass just keeps growing, right? You don't have to, like, we spend so much time and energy and effort on making something look good on the outside, but really are we looking good on, like, you know, you know, I could go there, right? Like, it's like, how much time do you really, you have a particular neighbor, they got to keep things looking good. We have a neighbor to our left um, that is particular. And one thing that we found out their one thing, because every neighbor has one thing, their one thing is do not park in their grass. Okay? And I ain't talking about like parking like your car in the front yard more than you could park in your driveway. Not that type of park in the grass. I mean like when we moved in, we had a lot of cars. We had people helping us move. And, and we had like uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, two inches maybe of a tire into the grass clipping, right? You know, like that much. And, well, we met our neighbor, you know, like, I said, hey, neighbors, like, can you not park in my grass? Oh, that was fun. Uh, so uh, our neighbor to the left is particular about not parking. Like, y'all got that neighbor? You know the one you want to roll your eyes at? You know the one that, like, you know, you'd love to stiff arm and, and, and say some, you know, non-Jesus-y things to? Like, you know, like the, the unsaved part of me really wants to, like, I'm going to tell you something, right? Like, we have uh, people uh, come over on Monday nights and we, you know, get together and, and, and live together in community and share meals and, and, and talk. And, and uh, one Monday, uh, a friend Two friends parked in front of our neighbor, uh, their house. And like five-eighths of an inch of their tire was in the grass. And once you know it, they put this note on their cars. Like, I'm like, I'm going to go hawk on them. Like, shit, like they, 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 the audacity, right, to go put a, 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 a note like, like on their, their cars. Like, so, um. Y'all got somebody like this, or is this just me? Are you this? Are you my neighbor? Are you here right now? No, I know you're not. I, no, no, no. The, the, the funny thing is, is like we all got these people that uh, neighbors, whether next door or across from work or at school, like that drive us nuts, right? Uh, we roll our eyes at, or, or, or people that we completely disagree with, right? You know, there, there's a. I don't know if y'all know this, but there's a season that we're about to enter into. We're, we're going to start to get signs back in yards, and, and that it's all going to start up again. You realize that, right? And, like, one sign is going to be one color. Another sign is going to be another color, and we're all going to disagree with each other, and it's about to be that season again. Like, and we're all going to see, like, how good of a neighbor are we really, you know? And, and like, some of you, like, have neighbors that you completely disagree with and that, that you wish, if you're being candidly, you wish they weren't your neighbor, right? What if the sole reason why you live where you live or you work where you work or you sit where you sit is because God has placed you right there, that you are not stuck, you are stationed to be a light, to, to, to be good God to that neighbor. What, what, if, what if God has placed that person or student in your life because he's inviting you to grow? That he's using that neighbor to help you be more like him to become a God neighbor. See, see, as much as I would like to go off on my neighbor to the left, <laughs> I wasn't the good neighbor. I was the one that wasn't a good neighbor in that scenario, you know, of the whole note placing, because I know they don't like people parking in the grass. 
And when I was taking the dog out to do its business, I noticed, oh, five-eighths of an inch there in the grass. And I could have gotten keys and I could have, like, moved cars. But, you know, our, our, our thing was happening and the vibe was good and everybody's laughing and I wanted to get back inside and I didn't want to be inconvenienced because of five-eighths of an inch of grass. And so I didn't do anything about it. And, and in not doing something about it, I wasn't a good neighbor and I chose myself over them and I lost an opportunity to create goodwill and goodwill leads to opportunities to share good news. And I missed it because I was too worried about me. And I wonder how often we miss divine appointments because we're too focused on us or, or, or too wrapped up in the moment and not willing to be inconvenienced. See, what if the neighbor that we wish would change is divinely placed to help us change? Like, what if, in fact, we're that neighbor in the neighborhood that God is trying to build? See, like, like I'm just wrestling with trying to be a good neighbor, and I hope you are too. Uh, And then asking questions like, what's it actually mean to be a good neighbor, right? Uh, And then, you know, thank goodness God's word tells us what being a good neighbor looks like and who's our neighbor and all that stuff, like, You know, so let's take a look at it. Luke 10, it's in the Gospels. And there's this, there's this cool story that maybe some of you heard it. There's medical buildings named after it. It's a story called the Good Samaritan. And it's this story where, where one day uh, there's this guy who thinks he knows it all. Uh, He's an expert in in the religious law, religious know-it-all. He stands up to test Jesus. And I just want to let you know, that's never a good idea. (laughs) I don't know if you figured this out yet, right? But don't test him, right? There's only one time in the Bible that he ever says, test me in this, right? And that has to do with like giving and being generous. And uh, every other time he says, do not test me. But this dude, you know, that dude, some of y'all probably that dude, if you ever thought like, well, I'm going to show Jesus. This guy thought he was going to show Jesus and he said, I'm going to test Jesus. And he said, teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And, And Jesus He's so cold. He says, well, what does the law of Moses say? You notice Jesus never answers a question like he always answers a, answers a question with a question. Right? So, well, what's the law of Moses say? How do you read it, Mr. Know-it-all? Let me put the ball back in your court. And the man said, well, uh, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, and your mind. And uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Well done you, Jesus says. He says, do this and you will live. He checks him, right? He knew the right answer, but then Jesus says, do this, not know this. Do this. I don't care if you can quote scripture, chapter, verse, do this. And you will live. So the man then is like, tries to justify himself. You know how we do? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, Jesus. I mean, like, well, who's my neighbor? Let's, let's clarify this so I know which box I have to check so I can feel good about myself. Like, who is my neighbor, right? <laughs> and Jesus says, oh, okay, cool. Let me tell you a story. He says, there's a Jewish man, and he was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And this is a path that many had, had actually taken. And this path from Jerusalem to Jericho was known for bandits, for people, you know, being robbed. And so Jesus says, there's this man, he's traveling down this road, and he's attacked by bandits. And, and, and he's stripped of his clothes, and, and they beat him up, and, and they leave this, this Jewish man for dead on the side of the road. And I love that Jesus says, by chance, you know, ain't nothing chance with Jesus, right? So he says, by chance, a priest comes walking along. And we, we, we have a good reference what priest is, you know, someone who, a higher up in, in, in ministry, in church. A priest comes walking by. And, and what's the priest do? Well, well man, it's, it's weird, right? 
of all people. So the priest says, Jesus says that he saw the man lying there and he crossed over to the other side of the road and he passed him by. That's really weird. And then Jesus says, uh, then a temple assistant walked by. This would be like just somebody, you know, uh, a high-capacity volunteer or leader in the church, uh, somebody else who, who works at the church. He, well, they came walking by. What's really kind of convicting in this story is that it says this person l- looked, like walked over, it says. They didn't just see. They actually walked over. Like, and then they walked by on the other side of the street. And then Jesus says, then a despised Samaritan comes along. And to understand like the tension here between Jews and Samaritans, they they, they hated each other. Just hated each other. So much racial tension between the two. So much history between the two. Think of it like you could say like, and then a despised Eastsider came along, right? And some of y'all were like, I ain't, yeah, yeah, that's right. Can't believe it. So I don't know whatever your thing is, but obviously for some of you, y'all y'all need to repent. <laughs> Dang y'all, y'all y'all that hateful by East Side. I don't know. I really appreciate PF Changs. Um, <laughs> you got to go to the East Side to get PF Changs, and I love me some Mongolian beef. So let's repent and be saved. So like uh, whatever that you know, like maybe it's the Steelers for you, or you know, like I don't know, like. Those people, all right? Or maybe it's the Rams because, like, now Bengals fans are like, it's the Rams. We're Super Bowl every year. Y'all nuts. (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out how to salvage the Browns season. Like, I'm just, like, I'm done. I don't even know how to root for them right now. Like, I'm just, that's 40 years of hurt coming out. Um, I'm dealing with it, talking to a counselor. Um, I don't know how you stick with that quarterback, but that's just me. Um, So, uh, that whole other story. Maybe that's the despised person I need to put in this story. Whoever that person is for you, like put them in the story. That despised person comes along. And when the despised person sees the, the, the naked, uh, beaten up, in the gutter man in need, the despised person of all the three feels compassion for him. And he goes over and he, and, he, and he sues the wounds of this individual. And he bandages, bandages him up, right? He, he takes this bloody individual and puts him on his donkey and gets like his leather seats all, all, all messy, right? And, and, and then he took him to a hotel and he got him, you know, a, a room and he got the, the medical care that he needed. And, and, and the despised person like got his own money out and said, here, take, take this to cover the bill, and, and, and if, if you need more, I'll pay for it. And Jesus, he's looking at this religious, I know all the answers, dude, like he knew it, but he didn't yet do it. And he says to him, so which one of these three characters, you know, was a good neighbor? To the man who was attacked. And our and our religious friend, he you can kind of feel his posture change. He he can't even say the word Samaritan, right? It's so so vile to him. He's just like the the, the one who showed him mercy, you know. Like part of me wants to be like, man, you Jesus puts you in your place. You better like you're like, show him G-, like, but he didn't have to, he just he heaped burning coals on his, on his chest, right? It was like the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus gets savage. He goes, yeah, good. Now you go and do the same. See, it's not about what you know. It's whether or not you will go. Like, I wonder, like, where Jesus is asking us to go as neighbors. There's, there's a lot of people that will cry out to the Lord, 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 uh, we did all these things, you know, like, um, and Jesus will say, uh, get away from me. I, I never knew you. We got to not only know the, the Father, 
but then we have to go and do his will, do his work. Uh, and so we're, we're just trying like a, as, as a ministry to go, okay, let's, let's teach, let's help our people go and be good neighbors to local businesses. Check out next week, y'all. Don't miss next week. Uh, there's this guy, Donnie, who started a business called Good Company. Uh, he's going to be here next week um, talking, uh, and, and we're going to love on him. He's a local business, and so we need to be a good neighbor to our local businesses. They've been coming out of a last couple years, some of y'all local business owners as well. You know how the last couple years were. So we're going to love on him. Uh, how do we be good neighbors to our schools? We talked about that. And, and to the underdog and to our actual next-door neighbor today, like, my, my task is, is just, just for us to talk through how do we be good neighbors to kids, to specifically two types of kids. One, foster kids and kids on the fringe. Like, how do we be a good neighbor? And, and this, this is kind of important for all of us because Jesus says, like, has some really strong words about making sure we take care of kids, right? And we all have kids in our sphere of influence, Right? So, so when it comes to being a good neighbor to foster kids uh, and kids in the, in the foster care system, like none of us would ever say that um, if we saw a kid like on the, on, on the road, right, and, and they, were, they were in need, like we wouldn't do something about it, right? We'd all be like, that's ridiculous, right? Like in Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan, if we saw a kid in need, and, like, we, none of us would, like, well, that, I'm not, that'd be inconvenienced. I'm not going to do that. Like, we wouldn't be, like, the priest or the temple assistant. We wouldn't do that, right? Well, according to UNICEF, there's over 150 million orphans in the world right now. And there's 20 million children waiting to be adopted right now. And in and, and, and the tri-state area, there's 37,000 children in the foster care system right now. And, and, and just in Ohio, there's 16,000 kids in the system right now. And 2,600 of them are ready right now, waiting for forever families. And 400 of those kids are in Hamilton County alone, right? Like 400 kids right in our backyard that for lots of different reasons. We're just, just, just kind of walking over to the other side of the street. And... Uh, and I don't understand it. We've chosen not to be a good neighbor to those kids. That's a really hard pill to swallow. Like especially for a church to be a church that actually reflects the heartbeat of Jesus because if we care about the things that Jesus care about, then caring for the orphans should be really high on our radar, right? He says true and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for the orphan. It's kind of a really big deal in the eyes of God. And so I, I just... Like, just want to break it down for us, like, as a church. Like, if there's 400 kids in Hamilton County, you know, waiting for adoption, and there's over 600 churches in Hamilton County, like, if just one family from every church said, not on my watch, I'm going to be a good neighbor, then, like, that. No more kids. Like, we'll be waiting for a family. No more forgotten. No more still in the gutter walking by. Like, if there's 1,800 kids in the foster care system right now and over 600 churches in Hamilton County, then, then if three families or three individuals in Hamilton County or, or three individuals in every church in Hamilton County said, I'll be a good neighbor, I won't walk by, the, the just three, then, then like that, there'd be no more kids in the system. Isn't that our job as the church to care for the orphan? Orphan, like that's that's on us. Like, so I, I don't know. So like I, I I'm I'm just wondering if maybe there's three people or three families here at Whitewater that God's is prompting and like, hey, you're gonna be a foster parent. I need you to respond. I wonder if I wonder if there's. There's three families here, three people today that'll do that. You have enough, I, I promise you. You have enough to do this. You can do it, I promise you. You can do it. There are ways. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
all the excuses. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tear through them. I know some folks sitting right over here who will help you tear through all the reasons why you can't. I wonder if there's maybe one person or family that will say, hey, we'll, we'll adopt. We'll adopt. If this is you, then we want to talk to you. We want to help you. We want to resource you. Like, please come talk to us after service. We, we want to help you take a next step. We'll connect you to Focus on Youth. You, you can connect to Focus on Youth, and, and you can go there yourself, right? And, and you can, hey, I'm going to find out more, right? We have multiple staff members that have been uh, already doing this, uh, that have partnered with Focus on Youth as foster or, or adopt parents, and, and, and we want to help you get in the game. A year ago, I was talking, you know, something similar like this about, you know, making sure we take care of kids. And I just want to say, um, I just want to call out just some amazing people who stepped up to be a good neighbor to kids uh, that are in the foster care system. Allison and Shannon and Alan and Sarah and Justin and Dave and Abby and Caleb and Nicole. I see you. Thank you for leading the way in this. There's, there's just more work to do, right? The more workers in the field. You know, it's not a question of whether or not this matters to God. It's a question of whether or not we will respond. And so we, we can step into this game. We, we can do this. We can be a part of the answer, the solution. Uh, one of the easiest ways maybe is just to volunteer, and, and, and all of us could volunteer. I found out something brand new. Uh, Kelly, we haven't talked about it yet, but I want to do this. Like there's a, she loves that, you know. I'm, I can't even look that direction right now. Uh, like uh, one of our foster moms, uh, she told me about, uh, she said this to me, she said one of the, you know, easiest ways someone can help right now is just to volunteer. And, and they can volunteer by um, uh, being approved for alternative care, which she was saying, like, for perspective, that, like, that her and her husband, they currently only have four people that can help with their kids, right? Um, because not just anybody can help, right? And so she, she said she legally can't ask friends to, you know, do a pickup from school, even if she gets them on the list at school. Like, it's, it's, it's illegal, you know, uh, or, or to just watch them. Hey, can you watch them for, like, 15 minutes so I can get to the store, so I can get to a doctor's appointment? Like, like just having somebody that, that is approved to do alternative care would be a game changer for them. And, and, like, you just need a background check and fill out some paperwork and have a license. Like, like a lot of people could do that. <laughs> so how will we step up as a church and say, no, we're not going to pass over to the other side of the street when we see the foster kid. We are going to engage, even if that means to be inconvenienced. We will engage. We will share the same heartbeat. Of the Father. The other, you know, if that wasn't enough, the other part of the message uh, is how do we how do we care and be a good neighbor to the kid who's on the fringe? And this one is uh, not only is this a really wide net because there's so many fringe kids. Is uh, this one's just a little closer to home? Um, like with students going back to school, right? Uh, Started last week, going to be the next couple weeks. Like, I just want to pause for a second just to make sure we all have a right-sized perspective on what back to school means. Like, for some kids, going back to school is awesome, right? I don't know those kids. But for some kids, it is, right? Like, it's for the parents, maybe. They're like, just get them out of the house. Like, I'm tired, right? I heard an amen. Like, you know, like, they're just ready, for the kids to, to go back. And, and, and some of y'all, you'll hear kids be like, I, can't, I, don't, I hate when school starts up. And, and you think it's because of, like, homework and, and you know, like, a routine. And, and, you know, you think, you, you'll, I've heard you say it. Like, it's really funny because my kids will say stuff. And you'll say, man, high school is the best years of your life. And I'm like, man, bro, come on. Like, 
That's because you're still reliving 1987 in your head and you think like you're still remembering that one play in football that you did, the one time, that, and you're still playing it over and over again, right? And that's still who you hang out with and still you live, like, but you know who you are. All right, so it, it's, like, it's like for the reality, though, the harsh, ugly reality is that for a lot of kids, it's not the best years of their, of their life. It's the farthest thing from it. Going back to school for them is more like a death sentence. Because going back to school represents being picked on and being bullied and being made fun of seven hours a day, five days a week. And we're just in our line at parent drop-off like, oop, see you later, have fun. Love you, baby, boo-boo. And you wonder why they're just like walking in like. See, the kid on the fringe, they're all around us. Every single one of us has a kid on the fringe in our sphere of influence, and it's on us to not cross over to the other side of the street, but to engage. The kid on the fringe, um, you know, they're the ones that are a little different. You know, they think a little different. They act a little different. They, you know... They don't have, like, you know, the big interest in the sports ball, you know. They get picked last. Maybe they, they don't always have the coolest clothes or they don't act the way you'd like them to act. The kid on the fringe is, is one of the hardest to reach but the easiest to spot. And we need to run to them, not run away from them so that they know that they're not alone, they know that they're loved, and they know that they matter. See, we need to understand as a church that says we're going to follow Jesus and we're going to do Jesus things in Jesus' ways, right, that we're going to be a good neighbor to the kid on the fringe, and it matters a whole lot to Jesus to care for kids. Like, Jesus' harshest words ever are his language when he talks about people who aren't caring for kids. Matthew 18, 5 says, anyone who welcomes a kid in, in, in my name, uh, on my behalf, well, they're actually welcoming me. And then he turns and he says, but if you cause, and cause can be from action or inaction, if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and for you to be drowned in the depths of the sea. That's gentle shepherd Jesus talking. So if Jesus elevates caring for kids on, uh, you know, for, on a, such a high level, then like how can we get better at this, Right? Let's, let's just get better. How, how can we be better at being a good neighbor to kids on the fringe? I decided to, to step out of my comfort zone in, uh, about this, and I decided I'm going to ask someone to help me wrestle with this question. Um, so I asked someone uh, to maybe give a, a fresh perspective on this that maybe I don't have. Uh, I've known this person that's going to help me uh, for 14 years. Uh, he's one of the bravest young men that I know. Uh, he's so passionate, so much so that I'm terrified of what he'll say on the mic because he doesn't have a filter. Um, uh, he's hysterical. Uh, like, he, he's got jokes, and, and a lot of them only he thinks are funny, but, like, he's hysterical. Uh, he's a genius, like, for real, for real genius. Like actual genius. He, he's one of the most, thanks Tristan, he's one of the most compassionate people uh, I've ever met. Like he's never met somebody that he hasn't greeted with a hug. Um, he speaks truth. It's just really sobering. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a young like prophet and intercessor. It's it's really fascinating to watch watch it like like literally this this young man he uh, he spoke this prayer over me once, and it was so profound I had to hurry up and go get my phone and like take notes you know, like he, this this was his prayer that he spoke over me he said God please forgive us of being the swords 
that cut into your perfect world. Break us down to needles that you will use to sew back together what we have broken. My dude is legit. Uh, he's, uh, he spent uh, several years, though, um, being on the fringe. And, um, you know, he's one of those kids that would rather be, like, playing Destiny, you know, uh, video games and writing his own, like, creative stories uh, than playing, you know, most sports. Um, he, uh, he doesn't just march to a different beat like he makes his own music, <laughs> you know. He hears a different song and then makes it his own. Uh, this past year, my dude, uh, he, he, uh, he got into sports, and he, he's actually a good golfer, and, he's, and he got on the golf team, and he was one of the leads in the high school musical, and, and he got straight A's, and he got, like, the character and, and, and I don't know what, character and leadership award, right, at his school. Yet in the midst of all of that and for the last several years, he's been picked on, made fun of, and he's been bullied to the point of self-harm. And he, and he battles, like, this anxiety that uh, he continues to fight every day. And he chooses to fight back against it every day so that it doesn't consume him. And this past year, this straight-A character and leadership award winner, he, he also just so happened to be suspended <laughs> because he had enough. See, he found... Uh, a group of kids that were like him. They were a little different. You know, he said, you know, they're like nerds like me, he said. And so the, this group would always sit together at lunch and, and in between eating, you know, pieces of pizza and whatever they eat at lunch, like they'd be like playing D&D &D or rolling whatever dice game they decided to make up that day, right? And, and well, one day these kids... We're tormenting my dude and making fun of their squad and and they've been doing that for months and months and this time they decided uh, to corner my dude and get on either side of him and just continue to egg him on and make fun of him and make fun of his friends and my dude finally had enough so he jacked the one kid to the ground and turned around and George Foreman's him like just square to the jaw right that was my dude. And then being the straight-A character and leadership award winner, he walked straight up to the teacher and was like, I just hit somebody. I need to go to the office. <laughs> uh, that's my dude. Would you please welcome to the platform my dude, Noah Tizovich. That's my dude. Yes, it's on. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea. We, we did this once, and man, he, like, he has no filter, and it's really scary. At any moment, he's going to say something that I can't grab fast enough and, and put it back in. Like, like, so this should be fun. Um, so, like I said, like, I wanted to address this head on, but I didn't want to come at it from the outside. I wanted to actually talk about it from the inside. And um, so I was wrestling through, like, how do I do this? What's the best approach? And, uh, and then my dude just, like, right at that moment happened to walk into the room. And God, like, put the spotlight on. Went, there's your answer. And so uh, I asked him, and we're sitting in the basement, right? And, and I said, well, hey, man, uh, would you would – you, be willing to, to get up in front of these people and, and share. And that's a really vulnerable thing to do, right? Um, would you be willing to do that? So uh, I asked you this question in the basement. I want them to hear the answer. Why did you say yes? You know? Well, I, I've been wanting to be up here for a long time. I feel like God has been preparing me for being on the stage. And I feel like this kind of topic is something that definitely I would be good with sharing 
So I feel like God has put me in this moment so I can share how I truly feel. Yeah. So that what? So that maybe I could help someone feel a little bit better about themselves or help someone be a little bit kinder to others. And so uh, when I asked you, how did you feel? Excited and terrified. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Well, sadly, there's a lot of adults that don't think people my age have something of value to offer or to say. And it terrifies me that my words are just going to fly over someone's head and not be received. But I'm also excited just to be here. Yeah. Uh, so... You have felt like this at school and even here, right? Yes, I, I am that fringe kid. I, I definitely am not like the others. I have said that many times to you. <laughs> yes, thank you, whoever said that. So, um, so you got to help us, buddy. Um, you represent a lot of people of a lot of different ages that wrestles with being on the fringe. And so how can, how can we uh, just do better and be, be a good neighbor to, uh, to kids that are wrestling through similar things? Well, uh, one thing that I think would definitely help is to stop assuming. Like, at all. I love the crowd engagement much better than first service. <laughs> yeah, I told you. You better not be on his list because he'll come for you. He's got no filter. You better give him a little something to work with or he'll come down there and say, well, how come you're not clapping? I see you. Yeah, just just, just uh, trying to help you, you out. <laughs> anyway, in all seriousness, want to make a butt out of us all. When we assume, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we just shouldn't be assuming that just because I dress a certain way, I talk a certain way, I act a certain way, or that I'm doing okay. I could have all the money or no money. I could have all the nicest clothes or no clothes at all. That would be awkward. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what that is because everyone from any background can be feeling terrible. I could be on this fringe. And somehow, society has planted this lie into our brains that it's only those kids who don't have the money and clothes. It's those kids who aren't okay. And that doesn't make sense. So we should just stop assuming. <laughs> That's good, buddy. Um, what's another thing you would share? <laughs> How about we walk towards the fringe instead of waiting for the fringe to come to us? Yeah, so it was, it, this is crazy. It's really weird for me. Um, like, it's crazy. Uh, I said, all right, when Noah said, yeah, I'll do this, I said, okay. 
And in my adult mind, I was like, all right, I'm going to ask you some questions, and then you need to go, like, figure out what those answers are and then answer those, and, and, then, and, and then we'll put this together. And he was like, okay, I'm ready now. And I was like, oh. And so I asked him a question, and I couldn't, like, type fast enough to, like, capture his answer, right? And, and, and it was awesome and also, um, you know, like, um, like, painful because it, w- it was already right at the top. He didn't need to think about it. It was already there, and, it, and he'd just been waiting for someone to ask. Um, and so... Yeah. So we need to go to the kids on the fringe and meet them in their world. Um, why? Well, the thing is, for some reason, they like to mask how they feel, which I will get into later, but just because they're not on the floor crying does not mean that they're not walking through a living hell every single day. Too often, these kids on the fringe are too afraid of rejection and humiliation, or they have been rejected or humiliated, that they can't even imagine walking So we have to step into the fringe and into their life. All of us have an opportunity every day to be a good neighbor and help save these children from a terrible dark place full of lies. Lies that say, you don't matter, you're alone, no one cares, no one loves you, and everyone hates you. So, which leads you to your last point that you wrote. (laughs) So, what should we do? Tell these kids the truth. What's the truth? Once you've stopped assuming and you've entered into their world, tell them the truth that they matter, they are loved, and they are the highest and greatest in the eyes of the only one that matters, which is God. Obviously. I ain't done. And if for some reason, whatever that reason is, you don't believe that, which I'm, I don't think so, seeing as everyone just stood up. But I'm just gonna say it because I wrote it down and I like it. Go ahead, man. (laughs) If you don't think that this kid deserves to be in your friend circle because they're different or they're not worth investing into, how about you get rid of whoever said that to you and leave them? Because they are corrupting you and lying straight through their teeth. And you shouldn't be anywhere near this fool or group of fools. Yes, that was a Proverbs reference. Like, he's like, I just made a reference to Proverbs, did you know that? And I was like, yeah, man, like, thanks for being a pastor's kid, right? (laughs) Like, walk with the wise and become wise and associate with fools and, you know, you'll be a mess, you'll be a fool. (laughs) Thanks for that, buddy. What what you got? We need to move past these people and start reading the word of God that says the fringe kid is loved and matters to God highly. We need to stop following the flock that is just running in this wide path to destruction and start walking this narrow path to Jesus. And, and we don't even have to be afraid of walking it because the Father is always there to pick us up when we fall and put us back on the right path.
I love you all. I did not expect this many pauses due to clapping. So, um, we just got a lot of work to do, right? You know, um, there's a lot of hurt out there. And it's all around us, and we can do better and be better. Um, and I'm just inviting you into that with me to do better, to be better, to be a good neighbor, to the kids in need that are, oh, they're just all around us. You don't need to look, they're there. Dude, I love you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Stand up, sir. I am. Like you're almost you're almost as tall as me. That's terrifying. You want me to, want me to kneel down? I will. No, I just I just don't know if I like that. I need to wear some bigger shoes or something, right? So. Uh, I'm going to pray, and um, and if you're uh, one of those kids, and that's not defined by a, uh, an age that you've been on the fringe and you know what it's like to be on the fringe, I just want you to know that you're not alone. Um, that we stand with you. And I will fight with you, and I will fight for you. I will call out the things that a lot of society doesn't want to call out, or places that maybe some pastors don't want to go. Like, listen, the pastor card and the pastor badge gets me into a lot of places. Too many. <laughs> and if you got stuff going on, uh, I'll enter the fight. I'll show up at your work. I'll say I'm the chaplain. I'll come to your school. You're not alone. Uh, during this uh, next song, um, if you're on the fringe and you just need some prayer, um, we're going to have a team up here, and we just love to pray with you. Just encourage your heart. If, uh, if, if God's been tugging at your heart that you actually want to do something about it and engage and, hey, I want to I address that need in the foster system and I, and I got questions or I need, I need prayer for a bold step to leave this place and actually do something with it and not just, you know, hear something and let the words escape when I leave. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. So during this next song, uh, whether it's prayer or a conversation, I just invite you to come forward, and this time is for you. So uh, let me pray. Father, I just thank you uh, for my dude. Uh, I thank you uh, just for his heart and his willingness to uh, be vulnerable and put himself out there. Um, I ask that you protect his mind and his heart and his body, and uh, that this school year will be one of the best ever. For all the students out there today, I pray that, uh, God, you will do a mighty work in them, um, that they will be filled with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Uh, as they enter into this new school year. Um, Father, I ask that uh, you will use this church, your church, uh, to be a great beacon of hope to all the kids, whether it's in the system or on the streets or on the fringe, that they will know that they matter and that they are loved and that they are not alone. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. <laughs>